Hello, my friends. I'm back. Pray that you've been doing well. Thank you so much again for listening, for being engaged, for subscribing, for rating, for sharing. It means more than you know, and I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to share with you guys. I'm recording from my phone again, just because I um, just have been sitting with the Lord a lot lately, a lot more than usual. And he's just been pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring. And there are some moments where I just have to stop and transcribe what he's telling me. And I think that this is one of those moments. Let me start by saying I'm sending so many prayers to North Carolina. What's happening there is wild. I am a Houstonian, so I know all about hurricanes. I'm well acquainted with the damage that they do. It is a traumatizing experience to be in a storm. And so I'm sending prayers for sure. I feel such a burning conviction to talk about a few different things, but the main one is going to be rest. God has called me to a season of rest. And in this rest, my identity and who I am is being solidified. And that is one of the most empowering experiences ever. I think once you recognize who you are in the Lord, your mind, your body, your spirit is so freed up. Your soul is so freed up to experience life and to experience relationships and to experience God in the way that he's designed you to experience them. I realized that I was running on empty, that I was operating from a deficit and I understand that healing is progressive. And so there are going to be revelations and there are going to be things that I experience in my relationship with God and in our intimacy that are going to reveal more layers and they're going to reveal more aspects and more characteristics of God that are so fit to my needs, so tailored to what it is that I desire. He's there and for every layer and for every hurt and for every hang up and for every issue, every even point of contention or point of confusion, there's an anointing for that. You know, there's there's a blessing for that. There's a prayer for that. There's a song of deliverance for that. And that makes me feel really good. It's been super counterintuitive for me to just submit to rest because I like being active. And so I... <sighs> Because really, he's put me in a situation where I don't have a choice but to rest. So I talked to him a couple days ago and I was just like, man, yeah, I've been sleeping a lot, Lord. Like, I feel kind of guilty that I'm sleeping so much. Isn't this enough rest? (laughs) And he just said, remember what happened when I caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep? He woke up with a helpmate. There's always blessing attached to your resting. Your deep sleep is such an empowering position to be in. Because when you wake up, there's going to be new mercies. There's going to be new answers. There's going to be solutions to problems. There's going to be provision. There's going to be knowledge. There's going to be wisdom. There are going to be opportunities. I'm going to open up your world when you allow me to just work while you rest. So don't discredit or don't discount what deep sleep can do for you. And so I just want to speak that to any of you. Maybe you're not in a in the exact season that I'm in with the exact set of circumstances that I have. But a lot of times to be in the fold means to take a back seat and let God drive and let God direct the show. I was watching a sermon from 
Stephen Furtick in Elevation, which I watch constantly. And he was just saying that there are movies in our mind that we play scenarios that we play out expectations that we have because our lives are movies and we take the role as a director instead of just taking our rightful spot as just like literally an extra and letting God interrupt us letting God inconvenience us letting God infiltrate every area of our lives and I'm so convicted by that because We get our roles and we get our positions and we make a certain amount of money and different opportunities are opened up to us. And we we fall into this illusion that everything that we have, we've attained on our own, that we're self-made, that what we have hasn't been given to us or extended by the almighty and all gracious hand of God. But it's something that we've happened upon because of our resourcefulness or because of our wittiness or because of um, our work ethic. And while those things might be attributes that you have apart from God we can do nothing everything that we have is on loan God breathed life into us he's fully engaged with everything that we have everything that we could even hope to attain he has the veto power he has the final say he has the gavel he's the just God he's the sovereign God the earth is his footstool so whatever we have is because he's allowed us to have it because he's seen fit to give it to us and so Making the conscious decision, and it's a decision that you have to make moment by moment to surrender to God because you're inundated with information, you're inundated with opportunities, you're inundated with choices. So you have to be really conscious to take a step back and say, wait a minute, you're the God of my universe. I'm not the God of my universe. Is this cool? What do you say about this? What do you want from me? Where's your heart at? I know what I want, but what do you want? And so in my time of rest, I've been able to hear that the heart of God for us is always quite simple. It's always very, very, very simple. It's never super complex. It's never convoluted. It's just a straight line. And we're the ones who distort it. But what God wants is always to provide for us. What God wants is for us to work in tandem with him. Our role is always going to be really, really small, but It's impactful and we don't find our agency in the fact that we're doing. We find our agency in the fact that we're being. We're a being that God created. So saying all that to say, (laughs) I talk about identity a lot because I believe that it's the key to unlocking your eternity. You know, people talk a lot about destiny or the life that you want to have or living your best life and all these things. And for me, living my best life means giving my life. Because I subscribe to the word of God that says whoever gives their life up is going to end up saving it. And whoever tries to save their life is going to end up losing it. I believe that God means what he says and says what he means. And he says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony and not loving our lives unto death. So I'm not so in love with all the trappings of this life down here that I'm willing to forfeit eternity with God, that I'm willing to forfeit all that comes from my anointing. Chains are broken because of my anointing. And I take pride in who God has called me to be. And it's not because I'm black. It's not because of my sexual orientation. It's not because of my political views. It's not because of my degree. It's not because of my skill set. It's because God made me, formed me, knew me, predestined me, is going to glorify me and is going to justify me. And 
works all things together for my good and has planned a future and a hope for me. And so oftentimes what I'm finding is that if the enemy can get us confused about who we are, then he hijacks our destiny and we let him. I was just saying today that the enemy is not omnipotent. The enemy is not omniscient. He doesn't know anything other than what we tell him. He doesn't have any power other than what we give him. He's not in our minds. He doesn't know our thoughts. We govern our own thoughts. And this is why the the Bible says that we should take every thought captive and then submit it to God. So this whole idea that the enemy is much powerful than what he really is, is something that we've played into, but he's not, he's a defeated foe. He's under our feet. And so I think Me knowing who I am has broken so many chains and has allowed me, like it's freed me up to not be jealous of other people, to not be vying for another person's attention or their position because I'm so powerful, right? If I go one inch to the side, to the left or to the right, if I look off just a little bit from the left or to the right, if I deviate just a little bit from the position that God has placed me in, I'm out of alignment. And when I'm out of alignment, I'm out of whack. And I'm out of position. And so, you know, I had an experience a couple Sundays ago where I just saw a mother grieved, grieved because her child is in an identity crisis. And I was able to sit with her and talk to her and tell her, like, God has given me all these words of knowledge for this woman who I have never had a conversation with. But to just tell her that the miracle that she's waiting for is the same miracle that's that's me because I was in an identity crisis because I was a prodigal daughter because I was estranged from the faith because I was estranged from my family because I was estranged from God because I was sitting in the middle of a pigsty and I came to myself <laughs> and I recognized that being in the fold is much better than being out here in the dirt and the mud and the murk and the mire and when God welcomed me home he rolled out the red carpet for me and there's no way I would ever 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 go back to what I've been delivered from because being me is too good and I think a lot of times especially in the body and I don't think that selfish ambition should be as present as it is because what we're doing we're supposed to be doing unto God there are so many people in leadership who have all of these heart issues and who are so jealous of other people's ministries and what God is doing in other people's churches what God is doing in other people's families, that they don't appreciate that even the thorns that they have and even this, the dysfunctional family members that they have and the unique stories they have and the past that they have are all a part of this beautiful tapestry that God has woven together in order to make them more effective. There are some of you who feel like God has forgotten you because your life isn't perfect. But my Bible says that Jesus was a man who was well acquainted with pain and affliction. He was well acquainted with sorrow and despair because he made the choice to choose us. Your mantle, your ministry, your calling is going to cost you everything. It is expensive to follow God. It is expensive to take hold of that which is taken hold of us. This stuff is not for the faint of heart. Love is for the brave. And so you got to get in your prayer closet and just check your heart and ask God to examine you. Because if your heart is in the wrong place, you're going to get exposed. Pride precedes the fall. Know who you are 
and love who you are. And loving who you are, it means that you got to love this process. And look, my prayer this morning was God and the uncomfortable things of life and the things that I'm afraid of and the things that give me anxiety, Father, and the things that I'm dreading doing, Lord, and the new changes and in the new seasons and in the new places that you've called me to and in the new platforms and in the new opportunities, Father, help me be so in love with you that the things that I would normally hate, God, that you would just grace me to enjoy them. That, hey, look, if I'm going to be on this roller coaster called life and thug it out and ride it to the end, let me scream at the top of my lungs the whole time in euphoria and fear simultaneously. And let me ride this thing out until the end. Don't lay down and let life roll over you. Don't let the world tell you who you are. Don't let your family tell you who you are. Don't let people or society or norms or your trauma or your past tell you who you are. Let God tell you who you are and hold on to that for dear life. There are people, guys, who hear from God, people who love you, people who are spiritual and speak in tongues and lay hands on the sick and tithe and show up to church and Bible study and serve and just all types of holy and righteous and pure that will get it wrong about where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. And that's when you're going to have to learn how to retreat into the arms of God and let him be the final authority on what it is that you do and how you do it. You don't answer to any man but God. Naysayers are not going to be at the gates. Your family, not going to be at the gates. Your peer group, not going to be at the gates. The people you went to high school with, not going to be at the gates. Nobody's going to be at that gate but God. Nobody has the book of your life but God. Nobody gets to decide where you spend eternity but God. So make this thing count. Not even for yourself. Not even for your kids. Not even for anybody on this earth. But for the God who chose you. We need to remember who our like who our team is, who our alliance is 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 to, who we're tied to, who our loyalty is to. You know, like it's time out for for letting our flesh dictate the way that we survive and thrive. You know, a lot of us are limping around and we're wounded and we're hurt and we're and and we're jaded and we don't want to talk to nobody and we're unforgiving and we got a chip on our shoulder and you know we're just trying to self-medicate we're just trying to make it through the day without cussing somebody out and we out here just living depraved and defiled and and sad and stuck in our ways and don't even feel like trying don't even feel like taking a step in the right direction like and that's you that has to pay for that that's your legacy that has to pay for that. Those are your seeds that have to pay for that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you're worth much more than you could ever imagine. So whatever it is that you have, work that thing. Whatever it is that you have in your hand, be resourceful. One of the most impactful stories in the Bible to me is the story of a, of Elisha and the widow, right? The widow has nothing left. She has a little bit of oil in her house and she's about to bake her and her son a little bitty itty bitty cake to eat before they die Elisha comes along and says that cake that you're about to eat give it to me and you're gonna be blessed (laughs) she's obedient for some reason and Elisha says what do you have in your house because I'm gonna bless you because you bless me and she says I really don't have nothing but a little bit of oil. And he says, bring me that little bit of oil. Now go to all your neighbors and collect as many vessels as you can. Start pouring that oil. Start pouring that oil. And guess what? That oil is not going to stop flowing until there are no more vessels. 
And then whatever it is that you get, go sell that and live on the rest. This woman poured and poured and poured and poured and poured until there were no more vessels. And I know she had to be wondering when on that last pour in that last vessel, why didn't I gather more? (laughs) Why did I play it safe? Why did I just, why did I just settle for, for just enough? Because, but even, and I just want to encourage you with this, even that, that just enough got them out of debt and they lived off of the rest. But it's like, you can't fathom how much God wants to give you. His supply never runs out. So you might be sitting in a place where you're like, well, I've already come to you about this before. And I've already asked for healing for this. And I've already submitted this relationship to you. And I've already tried it that way. And I've already done this and I've already done that. And you're limiting yourself and you're limiting God. And you're judging God by the standard that you live by. When y'all are two totally different beings, when God knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning, like he's woven all of this stuff together. He's written all this stuff out. We're just here. And it's unfair to view God as anything other than what he is. And he's everything. He put himself inside of you, not just to live, but to live life to the full. You don't have to live at the bottom. You don't have to live at the bottom. So I'm going to I'm going to end in a prayer. But I just want to say, man, you got to know who you are. You got to know who you are. You got to know who you are in order to make any kind of real change in this world, in order to make any impact that's going to last. And you've got to examine yourself. You do. You have to examine yourself and be serious about your father's business because you only everybody. Nobody ever thinks that their number is going to be called when it's called. How can one prepare to leave this life? It's it's hard, you know, to even wrap your mind around the brevity of your life. But it's short, man. It's very, very short. And so use this as an investment and steward your time. If you have a thorn, steward your thorn. If you are going through a storm, steward your storm well. Steward everything that God has given you well, because every good and perfect thing comes from God, the father of lights in whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. He's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. Defer to him. Allow him to open your world up. Allow him to impart things to you. Get quiet and don't resist him. Resist the devil. Why? I mean, God never says resist him. He says resist the devil and he will flee from from you. When you really know God, you know that he's absolutely irresistible. He's like a magnet. (laughs) You can't get out of his grasp. He is, he is so beautiful and he loves us so deeply and he's for us. So let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for every listener. Thank you that this is not my podcast. This is your podcast. Thank you that I'm trying to work through these things. I'm trying to work the kinks out. I'm trying to get to know you more. And it's hard. Every day is hard. But I thank you that every day with you is sweet, too. And that you're present and you're active and you're moving. And your word is sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword. And and you've written such beautiful, intricate messages to us. And you want us to heed them because they are instructions that give life. And so I just ask that you help us to embrace and to receive the new mind that you want to give us 
We became new creatures in you, but some of us are deferring to bad habits. Some of us are deferring to the things that once made us comfortable. We've forgotten what it's like to taste and see that the Lord is good. And so would you just renew the joy of our salvation, renew our minds, remind us why we fell in love with you in the first place, God. There are some of us who've been praying for jobs and praying for opportunities and We have no idea that what's around the corner for us is more than we could ever fathom, that it's going to be such a profound change that everybody around us is going to feel the after effects of the great shaking that you're going to produce in our lives. And whatever is left is the unshakable. And I thank you that we're going to be left because we're unshakable. Thank you that our foundation is in you. For anyone listening to this who might be far from you or maybe is not well acquainted with you, maybe all they know of you is what they've heard about you, but they've yet to experience you in a real and in a tangible way. I pray that they would encounter you right now, wherever they are, in their cars, on a walk, working out, um, stumbling upon this podcast episode for some reason or another. I just ask that you would arrest their hearts and reveal to them why they're here and what their purpose is. And I thank you that through their radical encounter with you, through the revelation of their identity in you, that you'll make them unstoppable. I thank you that the enemy is a defeated foe, that we're washed and covered in your blood, and that we will be and do everything that you've called us to be and do and nothing that you haven't. Help us to get rid of those sins, those heavy weights that so easily beset us, and to keep our eyes on the prize and to finish our course. You're awesome, you're powerful, you're loving, you're near, and you're for me, you're for us. And we thank you, Lord. It's in your son Jesus' precious and powerful name we pray. Amen. You guys be blessed, and I look forward to talking with you guys again soon. Bye.